Blog Talk Radio. Hello and greetings to all of you this evening who are tuned in for the Psychic Inside Show. My name is Joelle and I'm the Vibrarian. I'm so glad to be able to be here with you this evening for our weekly broadcast. We believe that everybody is psychic, but you just may not realize it. So by listening to stories of other people and discovering their specific gifts and abilities, I'm hoping that you will find it enlightening and uplifting, and you might see some similarities with your life journey as well. We are streaming tonight on Blog Talk Radio on the Vibrary Radio Network. You can find us on blogtalkradio.com slash thevibrary. That is B-I-B-E as in energy, R-A-R-Y. And you will find our previous shows that have aired with all of the guests that we've had over the many weeks, as well as the schedule of upcoming broadcasts for the show. Every week I am trying to bring you a unique spectrum of voices from people of all ages and all practices who have such very unique and interesting stories about how they discovered um, and how they connected with their intuition and their higher guidance and abilities, what that looks like for them. I do have a community known as the Good Vibe Tribe, and we gather on Facebook. You can look for The Vibrarian. That's V-I-B-E-R-A-R-I-A-N. And that's the same on Twitter and Instagram. I'd invite you to connect with me so that you can follow, of course, on Instagram. We love seeing all the pictures that people share of uplifting um, pictures and memes and encouraging words and, of course, participate in that community and also on Facebook, passing along information about experiences that you can have in meditation, yoga, travel excursions, workshops, teachings, lectures, uh, YouTube videos, anything that enlarges you and really empowers you to live the life that you are able to live to the fullest and best. So I'd invite you to join tonight. Uh, you can listen online. Also, our phone number is 646-668-8988. You can listen to the show. And if you have any questions to ask of our guests this evening, just press 1, and I will bring you on the air as soon as possible. Um, Every week during this show on the Psychic Inside, we cover people's personal lives, and I really do dedicate a large portion of the broadcast to hearing those stories. So if, a, if one of the guests agrees to do re- personal readings for callers, we do save that to the last segment of the show, and so those questions will not be answered for at least another hour, hour and a half, so just a heads up on that. So... My guest this evening, I'm very, very excited to bring to you. I'm smiling from ear to ear from a very special place in my heart. So our guest tonight is Burnett Sherman, and I've only very recently been introduced to her through a mutual acquaintance, another a lovely person who participated in one of the Vibrate events, um, and so I knew that when she told me who our mutual friend was, that it was going to be a very positive connection because that's where the friend connection lied in a very positive person. So she uh, sent me a letter, a note, and said, you know what, I'd love for you to check out my YouTube channel. So I 
gave a click on over, and I was really excited because I had not seen a channel that was bringing out the kind of information that I saw that she was receiving. So I just knew I wanted to continue that conversation, and I'm very excited this evening that Burnett has agreed to share her story, not just with me, but with our listening audience during tonight's broadcast. So, Burnett, welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. I'm so glad that you are here. Thank you so much, Joelle. I'm I'm excited and thrilled to be here talking to you, too, and to all of the listeners and to answer questions and uh, share. Well, one of the things that, in addition to the intrigue of your channel, I was also really excited to learn that you are an author. As a librarian in my former <laughs> life, I love books, and so whenever I get to people, talk to people who make books, I'm really super excited. So I downloaded one of your books to my Kindle from Amazon yesterday. I have not gotten a chance to read it, but it is in my open up and read queue next time I get a moment. So how, how many books have you written at this point? So including my fiction, and first of all, thank you for downloading it. That means a lot as an author for people to actually get the book. Um, So thank you. So I've written one uh, full-length novel, two novellas, and then on the nonfiction side, I've written a book of poetry, a book of inspiration, which is the Heaven is Now book, as well as some short stories and um, how to write a four-week first draft, for writers, as well as an, a short introduction on how to use the pendulum. So I think it's about a half a dozen, six or seven books. So and I'm working on more. Which, <laughs> well, which, okay, so which came first or which is with the author or the psychic? You know. Or were they both? <laughs> so starting out, I did not consider myself a psychic for many years, so I guess I turned it off when I was a kid, but I wrote, and I realized later that I was actually receiving downloads through my writing, through my poetry, so I didn't know I was receiving downloads, I just thought I was smart or something, (laughs) but it was downloads, and so that writer in me has always been present for as long as I know. So I would say so, that was always together in a way. So really, and as a child, the, these emerged through your awareness as you as you grew up? Well, I, when I was about five or six, I turned off what I didn't understand to be psychic abilities. I turned off the things that were kind of scaring me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that part of me I just put away, I tucked away. I still had a good sixth sense. I probably understood things that maybe others didn't, so that sense of intuition, but I didn't put a name to it Mm -hmm. until I was an adult. So it was much later that I woke up, basically woke up one day and it was back on. Hmm. And and um and, but then it was later that I decided to become I say become a writer. It's more like own it because I'd always okay. been writing, but I'd never actually 
publish anything or put it out there for the world to really see in book format until mm-hmm. last year. Okay. Well, yeah. and so all of your all of your books that you have have been just in that short period of time. The first one came out. The first one was Pendulums and Protection, and that one I'd actually written a couple years before for a class I was teaching on pendulums. Turned it in, um, turned that workbook into a mini book, so it's a short book on how to learn to use the pendulum and protect yourself while using it. So that one I put in book format officially last year, early last year. That was the first one. And then the second one was actually a rewrite, and I stretched it out, made it longer, of a book, a story I wrote wrote when I was in ninth grade. <laughs> and, oh, wow. Yeah, it was a story I wrote in ninth grade, and my English teacher at the time wrote on the top of it, and it was funny when I pulled it out, and it was like, what is this? And it said, this is great. You should do something with it. So, oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> 25 years later, <laughs> I did something right. with it. So those were the first two. That was early last year. Well, and everything congratulations else, yeah. on that. Yeah. that just, Thank you. That just speaks to me about the whole seed nature of our our late later life passions and things that emerge really do start in such early seeds that it's hard, you know, I guess time and experience show us the growth of that, you know. Yeah, so you have yeah. something that in ninth grade and like you said, two and a half decades later to have it emerge in full bloom is just like Amazing. That's an amazing testament. <laughs> you know. Thank you. It was, um, and it was. It was interesting because so much had changed. <laughs> so oh, much had changed yes. from the story and what was available. Like I talk about a pager, you know, in the original story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to change pay phones and pagers to other things. But that's, that's funny. The, the time. Now, yeah, so when you. When you talk about, like, okay, so you wrote a book on how to use the pendulum, how did you learn? At what point did you begin to incorporate things like pendulums back into your reality if you had been shut down for so long? Right. So so I'll tell you the story, and this will answer the question at the same time. So I guess it was almost 11 years ago, perhaps 11 years ago this month, I'd gone to Plymouth Spiritualist Church in Rochester, New York, and I was visiting. My family is from upstate New York, from that area. Mm -hmm. And I was visiting, and they had a visiting guest speaker minister that day. And a lot of them are mediums, messengers. And she Mm -hmm. points at me during the message part of the circle, and I'm looking around assuming she's pointing to someone else, because why would she be pointing to me? And she says, would you mind standing? And I'm like, okay, sure, I'll stand. (laughs) And she says, you're a clairvoyant, clairaudient, and clairsentient. And again, Mm -hmm. I'm looking around thinking she must Mm -hmm. have the wrong person (laughs) because that's just, you know, not even (laughs) what is she talking about. Right. And I kind of nodded, you know, like, yeah, yeah, okay, that sounds nice. <laughs> I'm going to be polite. 
And she said a few other things that resonated. And I was like, okay. Well, she knew what she was talking about in those other things, but I'm not so sure about her assessment of me Mm because it was not even on my radar. So I go home. I'm still thinking about it. I'm like, what does that mean? The next morning I wake up and I can feel the presence of people I knew around me. Mm-hmm. and they're all wanting to talk suddenly, like they've been waiting to talk. And I, I recognized a few of them, and I told them very politely that I was sleeping because I like to sleep. Then they had to come <laughs> back later. <laughs> but but it came literally the next morning, it, it turned the switch back on. It was just the awareness that, hey, this is you. And then it was mm-hmm. back on. The difference was that unlike as a child – where I saw things more with a physical sense. There were shadows, and I would see, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to describe apparitions, but not fully. So there were things I was seeing that scared me, which is why I turned it off. Mm-hmm. As an mm-hmm. adult, I was seeing with my third eye, which is a much more comfortable way to see. Okay. Because it, you can see it, but you know that it's in its own dimension. <laughs> It has not okay. you know, hasn't reached your dimension, which makes okay. it feel a bit safer. And for me, that was that was perfect. So after that, I started saying, "Okay, well, how do I develop this? How do I figure this out? What does it mean?" And I bought this um, board. It's it helps you helps you get messages, but it wasn't a Ouija board because <laughs> those are scary. Right. Um, and then I bought a pendulum, and I started practicing with it. And I went to a pendulum class myself. It was like a two-hour kind of intro to pendulums. Started working with it then, continued on my own, practicing, getting you know, sure on guidance. Well, actually, let me back up, because I, I, just, I just remembered why the pendulum, I moved to the pendulum after the, the message board. I'd gone to get a reading, and mm-hmm. this is before I'd gotten the message that I was an intuitive and clairvoyant and all of that. I'd gone to get a reading, and I'm, I choose to get a pendulum reading, because I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. So I sit there. You get the pendulum reading. And the woman's holding the pendulum, and I'm thinking of questions, and it starts moving. Mm. <laughs> and I hadn't asked her, and she says to me, are you asking a question? And I was like, oh, mm. I wasn't supposed to do that. Like, yes. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she's like, well, you've got a strong energy because it's answering you. And so mm. when I realized that I had this gift, the pendulum was also another thing. I said, well, I do remember that pendulum. I do know that that mm-hmm. works. <laughs> and I was getting answers on it. So I went back and I, I tried to you know work with that some more. And I really like it. I still use it. It's a good way to confirm, you know, what you're receiving or what you think you're receiving to get out of your own head and not right. you know, second-guess yourself, especially right. when you're answering things for yourself. And you want what you want. Right. 
Well, I always found pendulum very challenging, honestly, and I, you know, I'll be interested to check out your uh, teaching on it because I have a good friend who was wonderful. It really worked as a divination tool for her. Mm -hmm. I had better success when I used a kind of board like you're speaking of where you can actually have a little more specificity. I did not do as good with the yes, no uh, type of uh, indicators, honestly. And I don't know, you know, so it's very interesting. I think everybody kind of gravitates towards things, and you clearly had a strong connection to that, you know. Um, I did, and it's... I'm really particular with how I phrase a question because I will I will try to get the right phrasing. It's kind of like being careful of asking the genie for a wish. Right. <laughs> Riddle me this. <laughs> you have to be clear <laughs> because, you know, it's not necessarily – it's answering your question. It's not answering – you know, the intention what that you, you may have know. behind your question. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is what you asked, and based on that question, this is the answer. Right. And so if I'm giving a reading with the pendulum, someone's like, I want to know about this. It's like we may have to rephrase that question to get right. clear and eliminate some of the other um, possible answers that might come through. And I think right. part of that comes from me being um, trained in evaluation and Right. asking questions to get the right responses. And so I pull right. a little bit of that in. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I can do questions all day like that. As a librarian, it's very much yeah. the same thing. People <laughs> want to know, I want to read a book. Oh, okay, well, let's get a little deeper into that question there. But, but the actual transference and allowing for the energy mm-hmm. to flow through me and what I mm-hmm. found was when I started using like a letter board, mm-hmm. I started just skipping that and hearing the words in my clear audience. So it so kind of facilitated, yeah, it kind of mm-hmm. facilitated uh, a hearing. Now you you are a channel as well, um, and for our listening audience who may not be familiar with that. Would you describe a little bit about um, your experience? Like, how did you come to then uh, step into that? Because not everyone um, would say that they are a channel for spirit. Okay, sure. So let me try to describe how it kind of came about. I'll actually go back. One one step is I've done, done readings, given guidance, where I find myself, and I'll talk fast sometimes doing this because I realize I'm bringing someone else's voice through. But it would never be almost intentional. (laughs) It would not be intentional. So when we started this Spirit Speaks channeling back in March, that was not my plan. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. it was not something even on my radar. I was, I'm a medium and I communicate, so I often just, I'm a conversationalist style medium. Mm-hmm. You ask a question, I'll ask them. If they have a message, I'll bring it through to you, but not mm-hmm. um, in their voice, not necessarily in their voice or having them okay. use me as a <laughs> as a physical vessel for themselves. 
And so okay. when I did the Spirit Speaks, and we were, uh, it was it was a, the most odd experience because this is how Spirit works. When they want you to do something, they set you up sometimes. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> and truly, they set you up. And it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to complain. <laughs> so my mother was visiting, and this is in March, and she happened to watch the show, which later she says, I hardly ever watch this show. But she was watching this show on YouTube, and it was a channeling show. I think it was Shiny Cat or Shiny Chat. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I came downstairs to say goodnight. It's like 11 o'clock. I'm like, I'm going to bed. And I come down to say goodnight, and I see what she's watching. I watch it for like a minute or two. And I just say, you know, I could do that. And she looks at me. She says, yeah, you could. And then before I could even, you know, think of anything else and <laughs> head upstairs, I felt someone there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So I got, um, I said, hmm, do you, no, she, what she said was, well, they, they started um, started because of someone named Eric. And that's mm-hmm. when I felt the presence. I was like, oh, she just called somebody in. <laughs> I didn't oh, know who wow. it was. I didn't know who it was. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, he's standing beside me, and I asked my mom to give me a description. Or I asked her if she could listen to my description, and I say, does he look like this? And she's like, yeah, that's about. that sounds about right for how he looks from the pictures I've seen. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally rolled my eyes because... <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't know if I want to be bothered. But then he, his request was that we do that, that we bring, um, that we give voice to a group of people that might not feel comfortable coming through a lot of the other channels. And as a as a black female, I said, okay, well that might be that might be helpful. Maybe there are some people out there who want to share their story and you know, come through someone that they may be more comfortable with if they've lived a long time ago. I can understand that. I still didn't want to do it. (laughs) So I I had to make a deal with them. And I said, if you give me tonight five names or groups of people who who want to come through, Mm. and I remember them, and I said, and I remember them when I wake up in the morning, (laughs) Then I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Then I'll mm-hmm. do it. So the next morning, right, you know, that state right before you wake up, I got mm-hmm. five mm-hmm. groups. I said, oh, okay. So he's he's making good on his end. And he buried the lead. So I remember, I don't remember everyone on the list, but I remember writing down three three names, and then it said slaves and then someone else. So I was like, okay, those five groups, all right, you have a deal. I'll I'll try this. And so that kind of that's how it started. And we did the first session and I wasn't expecting it to be the way it was. Okay. I um I was not expecting to do that Whoopi Goldberg kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. <laughs> and it was real it was really intense. It was really emotional. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. We did, I think it was 12 or, we did 14 recordings, 14 sessions Mm -hmm. in a three or four day period. 
before she she returned to New York. And after that, I wasn't sure I wanted to do anymore. I knew that I was supposed to, that spirit wanted me to, but I wasn't sure I wanted to do anymore because it was, it was rather that intense. That had to be like, intense, yeah. Yes, it, it was very intense. And so we didn't do any more while she was gone. And I told her, I said, if we come back and do this again, I have to do it differently. I have to do it more as a medium mm-hmm. where I'm not embodying, where I'm not feeling all of that anguish because there's a lot of hurt. There was so much unhealed hurt. And right. and that um, that experience prompted us to do some other work on spirit attachments and healing and spirit release after realizing how much pain there is on the other side still. Mm-hmm. And so when we did the last couple, which are the ones posted in the past few weeks, they were done in the in the modified style of more mediumship and communication. So my my channeling of, of those ancestors, of those who crossed over on the other side, initially was more traditional channeling, and then it's now mediumship. The channeling I'm going to be doing, and I almost hesitate to say this because you know, sometimes you're still nervous even as a because you never know what's going to happen. You never know for sure what's going to happen, what's going to come out. And right. even when you protect yourself and you are, you know, you're shored up, you don't know what's, what exactly is going right. to happen come through. And so when I begin the next thing, which one, the video, I guess it's, it's more of a recording will come out this month, one of them, on the entity that was previously channeled a long time ago, but came, don't know why they chose me, but I won't uh, question that, decided to speak to me um, back in March after we'd done those sessions, and that, at that point, the channeling was through writing. I wrote out a message, um, and a lot of times I found that's my typical channeling is is writing out messages, writing out words, and it's okay. probably linked to me being a writer and how that that happens for me. I know a lot mm-hmm. of my writing is probably you know it's channels from the muse, <laughs> mm-hmm, so it, right, but, it, right. but it works. It works. I, I won't complain about that. So from now, it's probably going to be more. That style will do the mediumship for the Spirit Speaks part where we're giving voice to those who have not had a voice. Mm-hmm. And then for the other entity, we're still playing with the format, but the first few messages I've received have been where I've sat down and gotten a written download. Okay. So, yeah. You know, um I saw, I went, I went to look at your channel. I looked at the very first, uh, probably two or three in your first series before, I think it was somewhere between like 8 and 12 that I think I saw that you were, made your announcement about switching format. Yes, yes. And that is one thing I noticed from 
the sessions, I thought that because of your apparel, you know, throughout there was very consistent. I began to understand that it was not like different days of the week, that this was like a stream of things that had been collected. And, um, you know, in listening to the stories just for some of our callers, um, you know, we're hearing stories from people who experienced uh, a great um, trauma and pain in their lifetime and are just now having an opportunity, I guess most Spirits have an opportunity to speak because a loved one is seeking out to speak to them, and so they come to a channel for that purpose. But these mm-hmm. would be voices of those then not connected in a way in family memory that um, mm-hmm. someone would be seeking out to them as an ancestor. So um, it, it was very, and, and I have to say you didn't just have slaves, on the show, yeah, you had from all eras of time, from like the 17 or 1800s to the 1950s. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it was very, very interesting. The one that um, I think I found most emotional was you had channeling a young girl who was probably um, under four years old. I think she was two or three. Uh, yeah, that one was really with hard. her mother spirit. Yeah, <laughs> that was very intense. That was after that one. I think we stopped for the we we stopped for the day because it was it it was heartbreaking and it was hard and it was sad and and we we literally had to stop and we just had to talk about it because we had to process. Me and my mother had to process. Those ex- we had to process those experiences, and sometimes we would um, turn the camera on and, and talk through it live, and sometimes we would just be sitting there afterwards amongst ourselves and and trying to make sense of what had just happened and what that meant for um, these people on the other side because we realized and how much healing had not happened. Well... It was interesting because I didn't know at first that your mother, this was your mother that you were, of course, through time, I think Mm -hmm. I picked it up, you know, but but how did that, um, has she always been open to you being connected to the spirit realm and is she connected then uh, herself in a way? So she tells me now, she's like, yeah, you used to tell me that there were people on the ceiling in your room and I didn't know what to make of it. So I just said, uh, I just prayed for you. Um, because when I was a little kid, that's kind of what I was experiencing. And she wasn't not open. She grew up Pentecostal holiness. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and so, but even then she had questions and, when I went to the Plymouth Spiritualist, it's because I'd gone with her in New York. So she was okay. she was attending there. She had started going there herself, seeking and and coming out of a traditional religion and looking for answers. And I'd gone with her to visit, and it was there, attending with her, that I discovered uh, about myself. And she has since begun developing her own gifts. She's a healer, so she's a she's a Reiki master, and okay, and she's you know she's developing her her own intuition and communicating with spirit. It's not 
it's not what I do. But who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe one day it will be. But I'm, well, I'm, I'm fortunate how... to have her. <laughs> Quite. Well, it's such an interesting project when you when you look at it from a, a historical standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. And so culturally especially, it's very interesting to have this dynamic, uh, you know, speaking about a few weeks ago, one of our guests, Marcus Howell, he is uh, a clairvoyant here in the Atlanta area, and during the show, he started sensing energies, and he's a medium, but these are energies he hadn't really encountered before. And one of the other uh, guests that evening is a shamanistic healer, and she began to read for him that um, that um, he was at an area where there was a high traffic of souls and that he was eventually going to be a conduit for the uh, souls of a certain category to help them transition into the light and that he had used to do that in one of his past lives. And she said, I see you're at some kind of meeting point or area. And he said, he started laughing. He said, I live in Stone Mountain. And she said, oh, Stone Mountain is a great gathering point for an energetic portal for souls in transition. There's a lot of trapped energies around there. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, he was like, he always knew that he was going to um, be... um, wanted to live in Stone Mountain. He was like, I never knew why, but I really uh, I really wanted to, you know. And so she's like, the well, there's a wow. reason why. You mm-hmm. know, and I just think about that Civil War era and the strife in this country. There's a over lot of slavery. Yes. A lot of trauma. And even the Native Americans. Now, I don't recall, have you had any Native American energies to come through There was here? one. Ch- the second one, Broken Arrow. I think he was the second or third. So he was the first day, um, Broken Arrow. And he had a message for the Standing Rock. But he was, okay. he was, he came through in such a strong and confident personality. So, you know, I feel like he came through from the light to give a message of hope. And he also talked, he talked a lot about um, unnecessary divisions. I remember that. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. funny because I, I won't go back and watch the videos after I. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no. I think I watched one. I think I watched like 10 minutes of one or two. Because I, I is it just too intense for you, or it is because I, li- I I experienced it in real time, mm-hmm. and some of them were. Do you have recall of it when you do you recall it after? I remember some parts. I I remember some parts. So if the the ones that weren't as emotionally intense, I think I remember a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember all of them. All of it. It's like I'm a watcher. It's like I'm I'm there hmm, watching <laughs> mm-hmm. from in, from the inside. Like so I'm I'm in the passenger seat. So that I can, you know, if I wanted to take over I could. Right. But it was my goal to not to not silence them and not let my sometimes control freakish self <laughs> be like Well, oh, of course, you know, yeah. <laughs> We're not going to go there. So 
Right. Well, probably the hardest part is not jumping back in and saying, "Oh, this is too intense," and, and letting them have that. I was that wondering. Mm-hmm. I was wondering about the emotional uh, energy exchange that is involved with um, doing healing work in the trauma area. It seems like it's it could be pretty uh, a steep cost if you if you're in that energy a lot. Well, I think. For it's it's different serving as a channel, and this is why I, I changed it because serving as a channel after those three days it was draining. So even even with protecting yourself, even with you know grounding and holding my crystal during the reading and all of that, it was still an, an intense physical journey with those emotions. Like I felt it. And when you're doing healing work, well, at least when I'm doing healing work, I don't do that. I don't try to feel their emotions. I try to understand. I try to connect with them. I, you know, can tune into it, but I I don't absorb it. I don't let it become a part of me because that will, that will kill the healer. Right, that right. That will that will destroy the healer, and then they can't help anyone else. Right. So you really have to protect yourself. Whatever you're doing, you have to protect yourself and make sure that you are centered. You are surrounded by the light and love of the divine. Mm-hmm. That you're protected. Have you had so, any instances yeah. where where an energy has approached you seeking voice that you have not? chosen to channel? Sort of. <laughs> so <laughs> during the period that we were doing um, those first first rounds, I realized, because we, we finished on the last day, we'd finished session 14, and my mom, she senses energies, and sometimes I will, I'll ignore them. I hate to say it, but I will. Mm-hmm. You have to turn yourself off. You have to right. be able to do that. And she she was like, I feel like there's more here. And I'm thinking, yeah, I know there are. There's mm-hmm. hundreds, you know, there's as long as people have been alive, there are people who who have been hurt. There's people who have not had a voice. There's people who have been on the margins. And I literally saw it was like a waiting room where they were waiting. And I was like, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. there's so many of them. You can never get through mm-hmm. them all in a lifetime and I'm, so I'm grateful that the gentleman you talk to who lives in Stone Mountain, I feel like he's going to be <laughs> so many people are coming his way. Um, mm-hmm. There's so many, and there's a need for expression. There's a need for healing. And, you know, we're going to continue. I was told that we had to do at least 100 sessions. So oh, wow. we're only at, yeah, we're only at 16. <laughs> I was that you're in the teens, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, we're at 16, wow. so 84 more to go. But well, the bigger thing that came out is the healing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure. We'll probably start back up in August or September with okay. recording more sessions. But in the meantime, you know, I posted the first spirit attachment release session, which is a work kind of born out of our discovery with these channeling mm-hmm. sessions, was that there are... There's a misconception that, you know, you die and, and you move on. 
into the light, and that's mm-hmm. not always the case. That's that's not so, always the case. What have you found to be situations where that transition has not happened in your experience? Well, so, for example, the very first person we channeled was Barbara. And for the life of me, I I will not watch the session. Mm-hmm. My mother will go back and watch him. Um, but she she had so much pain. She hadn't forgiven herself. She hadn't forgiven her slave master. Um, and she blamed herself for you know a past life that she had before coming into the life where she was a slave. And there was a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of unforgiveness. And without that, when you have unforgiveness, when you are still holding on to this physical plane or you're still holding on to resentment, to anger, you're not going to move on. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say you you can't get, go into the light, but a lot of times what I've found is they they can't let themselves go into the light. It's like they can't see what's there. They can't see the light within themselves, and they become stuck. And so how a does lot. that, like if you have an opportunity to reincarnate, to do this again, what then is the difference between that that is trapped in, mm-hmm. say, a, a space of unrest and not then back to do it differently the next time in a reincarnation life? Do you know anything about <laughs> that kind of so, from what we've been reading and she she reads a lot i read and i i receive uh i receive downloaded information it'll be funny she'll read it and i'll be coming downstairs and start talking to her she's like, i just read that so <laughs> so what we what we've been understanding and learning is that if a person dies and there could be numerous reasons why they don't seek the light or why they don't feel worthy or they don't feel like they can. So if Mm -hmm. they, for some reason, don't go into the light, know that they don't go with family, friends, Jesus, the person they identify as God, whatever that being that comes to get them, to bring them to the light, then they stay here in this physical realm, sorry, in this um, earth realm, so they'll become an earth-based spirit. Mm-hmm. We can't see them. Sometimes they don't know that they're dead. Sometimes they don't believe it. Sometimes they're in denial. They're afraid of hell, so they don't cross over. Mm-hmm. Um, there could be any numerous reasons why they stay here. Now, what happens a lot of times is they want to continue living or they're confused, and so some of them will attach to another human being who is alive. Some of them are kind of just in this zone of they're neither they're nowhere besides you know this third fourth realm where no one sees them, they're lost, they're the lost souls, so mm-hmm. you know. They don't necessarily reincarnate because 
into or in order to reincarnate, you have to go back up to the light and come back. Okay. Okay. You have to go through mm-hmm. that process of revisiting your life, making plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, getting with your soul group and saying, okay, what are we going to do in this lifetime? They don't do mm-hmm. that. Their evolution as a soul is hindered until so they can after make your, it light. So after your channel sessions, is mm-hmm. it uniform? Do all of them make a transition, or do, are you able to tell or feel that? You know, in the in the beginning, we weren't. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, we weren't. It happened so quick. Those first 14 sessions were just so fast that we we tried to, um, well, particularly my mother speaking speaking to them, offer forgiveness because a lot of times it is forgiveness that they were seeking, mm-hmm. love, forgiveness. I haven't called on Barbara um, to see if she's, I feel... In my spirit, I feel like she did not cross back over. She had so much pain and so much hurt and unwilling to forgive. Mm-hmm. Unwilling to forgive um, the people who hurt her. The, some of the others, I do believe, made made their way into the light. And that means it's mm-hmm. one more soul that's going to be able to continue their soul journey and not be stuck. Mm-hmm. When we moved to the new to the new way of doing it, and we started recording again, it was after we started studying spirit release. It was after I started working on the technique and um, started doing some of that work on people to have a better understanding because I didn't want someone to be trapped. I wouldn't want to talk to somebody, (laughs) have Mm -hmm. them, you know, come and, and have this conversation with us. And then they're stuck. Right. At the same time, I realized it wasn't just them stuck, but they get stuck on people. And it opened up this whole other arena of you have to do something, you know, with with more knowledge. There's a greater responsibility to use that knowledge. And, mm-hmm. and so it opened up other doors of, okay, we know that this exists. This is an issue that's impacting people in real ways. And so we've... You know, we started doing some of that work, and we'll continue doing the channeling. But on, on the other side of that, we will also begin doing spirit release work and attachment release. Because I, it's not necessarily hand-in-hand, hand, but it's a connected, it's a connection between those on the other side who need healing. Mm-hmm. They need healing. One of the things that I found interesting is in your mother's questioning a lot of, in several of the ones that I listened to, mm-hmm. uh, she asked, were there any descendants uh, that that spirit was aware of? And they, where did their children and their children's children end up for the really older mm-hmm. stories that you were bringing forth? And and that was very interesting to know that there was that that awareness. And then some of the uh, spirits that you were channeling were, I think, as near as I, I remember one from like the fifties, and uh, yes, a lady who her. was murdered. And mm-hmm. it, it makes the 
you know, too many people, unfortunately, were lynched, murdered, and and dissolved of in the years of oppression that never got faces and names. But you have to think that somewhere in 1955, there is a family story that matches with uh, a matriarch who disappeared, you know, nothing else. You and know, she told um, us, I think she told us where she was, um, the area from, that she was near, I think it was somewhere in Alabama. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so that probably it, could be found by some investigator. <laughs> yeah, I say it's, it's an interesting companion thought as you start mm-hmm. to talk about these stories and healing that which might be a trauma or a wound. And, you know, for how many families um, throughout the history of this country alone have had um, people who disappeared, you know, without ever having a trace of them. Things are not where they are today in modern times. And even in our times today, there are people who are never seen or heard from again who disappear into the depths of our society yes. through hopefully not harm, but unfortunately a lot of times it is through harm befalling them. And, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I know some psychics do work with police departments and investigations and trying to help resolve um, unsolved mysteries through psychometry and remote mm-hmm. viewing and sensing and things of that nature. But it's the hardest wound to heal is that which you have no answer for, you know. So I can see why this you're is guessing. such important. Yeah, mm-hmm. such important work. Now I do have a caller on the line who has been holding mm-hmm. for quite some time, and I believe that you have a question. Am I speaking with Hello? Marie? Yes. Hello. Hi, how, how are you? Fine, Marie. Thank you. Hello. I wanted to ask if your sister going to Italy soon. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? So I'm going to go to Italy soon. I am having a hard time understanding the question. If I'm going to do something soon. Uh, so I'm going to go to Italy. In Italy. Going to go to, oh, are you to going Italy. to Italy? I don't have any plans of going to Italy at this time. But it's a wonderful wonderful country, and I definitely would hope to get there one day. Uh-huh. Is there something in, in Italy in particular that I need to know about? No, it's a long time ago when I go there to see my relative. Okay, okay. Are you wanting to know if you are going to go to Italy? Yes. Oh, oh. Okay. We have not started that segment of the show yet, but I will bring you back on for that question in a few minutes, okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I didn't know okay, that. yes, I was not able to catch everything that she was saying. So we will bring you back on, Ms. Maria, Marie, with your question uh, when we get to that segment of the show. This is the Psychic Inside Show, and uh, my name is Joelle. I'm the vibrarian, and I am here this evening with author, intuitive healer, and spirit channel, Burnett Sherman, and I'm just loving hearing about about your journey and the projects that you have going on, Burnett, and I, I'm so glad that you're here on the show you. this evening. 
you can call in to listen at 646-668-8988. We do have several callers who are listening live tonight and a couple people in our chat room. If you have any questions for Burnett, please just type them out and I'll get them on the air. Uh, Burnett has agreed to provide readings for a couple callers when we get to the last segment of the show. So I thank you for that, Burnett. And I also want you to tell tell people how can they find you out in the virtual world. Out in the virtual world. So the Mm -hmm. easiest way to find kind of all of the stuff I do is to go to my website, which is my name. So www.burnettsherman.com, B-E-R-N-E-T-T-E, Sherman, that's S H. E-R-M-A-N dot com. And from there, you can have access to my Creative Core website, which has all of my writing and creative arts and creative writing services, Spirit Speaks channel, which has my intuitive services and healing services, and then my Star Steps coaching website, which has, as the name suggests, my life coaching and integrative and intuitive life coaching services. So that's probably the best place to go to get started. And I'm on Facebook. If you're um, on the Vibarian, then if you're following, if they're following you, <laughs> you posted this, and they can um, they can click on that link where you've kind of tagged my Facebook page, and definitely follow me. And I'm on Twitter, and all of that stuff is on my my main website. So if they go to BurnettSherman.com they can definitely find out how to reach me. Well, I had spent several, you know, minutes looking at your YouTube channel when we were first connecting, and then when I clicked one of your links on the YouTube channel, I was like, wait, what? There's all this other stuff here. You know, first I was looking to see about the guy, Eric, who visited Mm -hmm. you to have you start your project because you referenced that in your channel, and I was like, okay, I'm always wanting to go down the rabbit hole, so to speak, and see (laughs) where's this little breadcrumb trail lead? There's something that I'll learn at the end of it. So I'd already gone down that avenue and come back and listen to a few mm-hmm. more of your videos. And then uh, I landed on your author page, I think. And then I said, wait, you write books? And wait, you write like science fiction fantasy <laughs> genre, which is one of my favorite. I'm like, oh, wow, this is great. <laughs> so, yes, yes. You can um, get down the rabbit hole pretty quick. <laughs> Yes, yes. So tell me about your fiction book. And, of course, you know I have an ulterior motive about this, but your chosen book series. So that, let me tell you, this book. (laughs) So I have to give you the backstory before I tell you about the book. So on December 26, 2015, I had never written a book before um, and published anything. So I wake up the day after Christmas, finally, you know, with time on my hand, kids are home from school, I'm like, yes, we got through Christmas, I got free time. So I wake up, and you know how you wake up in the wee hours of the morning, and there's this, I hear, you know, this voice says, you have to write a book. (laughs) And I'm like, um... Going back to sleep. No, I didn't say that. They're like, well, actually, you have to write a, a series. And I'm thinking, wait, I haven't, I've never written a novel. 
you want me to write a book? No, you want me to write a series. And you want me to get cracking on it immediately. <laughs> like, okay. But I, I said yes because I tried to be obedient and I tried to listen. And I got the idea what it was supposed to be about. And then I had to do some homework and research. And I came to this idea of Chosen with these eight people, they're teenagers, from around the world, from every continent, who are genetically modified and infused with um, crystal into their DNA, which will eventually, by the you know end of the series, is part of how they can help save the world. Mm-hmm. But it's you know it takes place 150 years in the future, and there is greed, there's environmental turmoil, corporations are running the world along with the government that is corrupt. And it seems like we kind of, you know, flew forward in that timeline in this day and age. So now I don't know if 150 years is, is even necessary. Um, so, but at the I was time say, of I writing lo- this, this all had not been. I, I love this. I love dystopian fiction, except when your life starts to look like dystopian fiction. Yeah, I, I, you know, I wrote this. I wrote the, you know, I wrote the whole series, the core. I wrote out all of it in about three months. And wow, this is how you know you're. you're yeah, <laughs> I wrote it all in about three months. Now, the writing of it and the editing of it are two different animals. Mm-hmm. 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 So, um, but I. I had to get it out, and I was—I believe I got a lot of help from Spirit in getting the story written. But it did take a lot of commitment, dedication, <laughs> and mm-hmm. organization, research. And the story, I think, is really important because it—it it talks about a lot of the things that are we're setting up to happen if we don't make some changes environmentally, okay. socially, politically, and even even ethnically when we're so divided. Mm-hmm. And in this book, it requires the interaction, requires the collaboration of all of these different people from all of these different countries to work together to save the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, you've got all this drama, you've got people who are trying to find out who they are and destroy them and they've got to find their own personal power, come together, learn to use their powers. <laughs> they travel to different places. It's it's a saga and you know, I, I want to <laughs> Well I'm thrilled it's a saga year to year. And how many how many books are, are available in this series at this time? Is it so the uh, first the book, first one? The first book, which came out last summer, the end of last summer, the second book is being edited presently, and it should be out September or October. That one, so the first book was longer. I had to set up the whole world-building, character development. Mm -hmm. There's all of that backstory that you have to set up. And the next books I decided are not going to be as long each. I learned a lot in writing mm-hmm. in the past year and a half. So those are going to be mm-hmm. closer to fifty to 60,000 words. And so this next wow. one will come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's not as long. <laughs> yeah. 
um, those will be closer to 50,000, 60,000 words. And first one of those will come out September, October, and then depending on the speed of which I can do the editing, hopefully the next one will you know be next summer and then the last one the following summer. It's just a matter of of editing. And now that I have an editor I like... <laughs> Well, I was just asking, are you doing your own editing, or did you have to find an editor, or uh, yes. what was that like? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> that um, that was probably the most challenging part in, in the first book, because, you know, as the author, I edit myself. I probably go through three rounds of self-editing and then turn it over to someone else, and every person sees something different. And so, you know, I had someone read through an edit, and they caught tons of stuff, you know, little things. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yay. And then someone else looks at it, and they catch more stuff. And you're like, does it ever end? Mm-hmm. Is there... <laughs> and the mm-hmm. answer is no, it doesn't ever end. You know, my husband, he had to make me feel better one day when he showed me a best-selling author, and on the first page was a typo of the first page. Of the oh, book, yeah. The first chapter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, like, I okay, hate that. I don't feel so bad. <laughs> I don't uh, feel so no, bad. I'm, yeah, but it does it take, stands it takes out to me like a. Yeah, it does. I'm like, yeah. oh, and you hate to quibble over one little thing, but it's still like, oh. yeah. you're looking at a hundred. <laughs> yeah, it's like tens of thousands of words, but it's just one little and thing. I, how many times could you say you read your own work in the writing and editing of it? Yeah. Could you even quantify it? Oh, my goodness. Uh, the the first one I probably read, I'd probably say all together. So after writing out everything and then deciding where the breaks would be for the different books, um, I had to break them up into the different books, and then I had to go back through it. And I did that initial rewrite. I think I added 30,000 words um, in rewriting. And then I had to go back and read it again, and I cut 10,000 words. So it's this constant editing process. At one point, you just have to say, stop the insanity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Stop Mm -hmm. the madness. Um, But then I let someone else read it. And I think altogether I had two or three beta readers, and two editors that I paid. And then there were still errors. And Mm -hmm. so I had another beta reader (laughs) Mm -hmm. who who was amazing, who was just great. Um, So it takes this this process of many eyes, many, many eyes to to make a book, and and then there's still going to be something that's missed. But it does right. take it takes that work. So getting that first one done, the novels are much harder. Novellas, um, my cross novella and my out of the woods novella, because they're twenty, twenty to twenty to twenty two thousand words only, they're much easier to edit. And because the story okay. like is not as complex. Chosen right. is a complex story. And I get that. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, It has so many people. I'm like, Yeah, we live in a world where there's lots of people. There's lots of interactions, um, but there's there's a, a large cast of characters in different places doing different things who 
eventually connect and keeping that all together <laughs> and making sense takes a lot of thought and time and so you have to go back and make sure that you didn't call something red and then later call it blue. Mm-hmm. Little right. things like that. Oh, yeah. That they continuity. will pick that out, too. Oh, yes. yes. Well, you said her shirt yes. was blue. <laughs> yes. Right. right. So those kinds of things, it takes time. So it takes time for me to do the initial edits before I send it to someone else to do it because that's part of the writing process is you're going to go over your own work a few times then someone else oh, is going to go over what? it. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say one of the things that um, I'm planning to do with the library, which is all about helping people to spread the knowledge that they have inside of them to others. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my forums is called From Seed to Tree, and it's where I bring a group of panelists together who are all stages of a process so that others who are embarking or interested in, in, in stepping foot down on the journey can hear from everyday people who have done or are doing what they wish to do. So you can ah, kind of learn yeah. from other people's examples and hard knocks and pitfalls and things. So I have one in mind that is for, so you want to be a writer, you want to write a book. And I have an editor and a publisher and I would mm-hmm. love for you to come on as an author. I have one oh. author who has transitioned from Amazon to self-publishing, and he's even got mm-hmm. options for his book by, a, you know, a movie production company. I think awesome. Amazon or HBO optioned him. And then, of course, you with your experience in both fiction and nonfiction writing and poetry – and a couple of other people, so I definitely would ask that you, uh, you know, join in, and we'll reach out to you, and we'll let the listeners know when that will that be. That sounds because like fun. There are so many people who feel the urge that the pen is the first thing they pick up, either for themselves mm-hmm. as a therapeutic release. Of course, they tell you that if you want to develop your psychic gifts, some of the best thing you can do is sit down with the pen and paper. And start mm-hmm. to write down the things that you're noticing and observing, synchronicities, things that you try to that you might else explain away. Uh, yeah. Little yeah. <laughs> the miracle, magical things that defy belief, and the things that you hear in your head or the dreams that you have. The biggest thing you can do is write them down in some just write them down. fashion. And it doesn't have to look pretty. It just has to look legible enough for you to understand what you wrote to yourself at the first level, you know. Um, that, yeah, that might help. Now, you said you use journaling as kind of, well, not even journaling, storytelling. I think you said as a child you you started putting pen to paper with what you were experiencing, even mm-hmm. what, before ninth grade. Um did you, I used to write a lot of poetry. I used to write a lot of. I still write poetry, obviously, but I used to write a lot of poetry. Um, in my, I think I, I really started prolifically in early middle school. It was an outlet for me, um, and it was a way to to express myself. But it it was also 
I can I can recall writing things and then looking at it and saying, Why would I, a twelve year old girl, write this? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And and now looking back I realize why. But at the time I'm like, Why am I writing stuff like this? Mhm. And that was the case. I mean writing song lyrics, writing short stories essays, all of that, um, it does help because when you start getting, you get into that creative flow, other things begin to flow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more you do something, the more you do, you're able to do something. And for me, I realized that writing is one of the ways I channel, whether mm-hmm. it's a story a fiction story, whether it's an essay, a poem, a song, they're all connected. And I realize that for me, it's about getting a message out. I'm a messenger, mm-hmm. whether it's mm-hmm. on pen, you know, paper, the paper and pen, or with music, or directly to a person who's come for guidance. It's a message. I I think there is a theory that, you know, I'm, I read a lot as well and listen to a lot, so it's hard for me sometimes to pinpoint the source of different teachings, but mm-hmm. that everything from Tesla's visions of how his engineering projects needed to work to Da Vinci's drawings and Beethoven's symphonies mm-hmm. uh, to George Lucas and Star Wars, uh, anything that is coming from uh, the visionary side, mm-hmm. the creative, inventive side of us that, you know, sees things that are not there in existence and brings them out of ourselves to create them, be it from a piece of furniture, a piece of glass art, a mechanical machine, that all of that is tapping into our higher self, our creative self, which is connected to the energies more highly of spirit and also then of our cumulative experiences of soul. So we're, we're tapping into like your ability as a child to write things that were beyond your age and reasoning and grasp conceptually would Mm -hmm. have been be said to have come from a past or extra dimensional experience. So, you know, I I personally like the idea of that being where all creative source comes from, you know. (laughs) Uh, Well, when they say everything is already there, it's whether you can reach out and grab hold of something and bring it into this existence. Now, a lot of people don't. One of the things that you wrote is a a handbook or a, 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 about how to write a was a first draft in four weeks. Yes, uh-huh. uh, what, that's how to take something from concept and intention through the process of actually manifesting it. Correct. Yes, yes. After I'd done the chosen series and written it all out, I realized that other people might want to get a little structure around how to <laughs> how to get that first draft done 
Because a lot of times people say, I'm a writer, but they're they're not able to actually complete what they're writing so they, that they can become an mm-hmm. author. And that's the distinction. Right. There's plenty of writers, but to become mm-hmm. an author, you have to finish what you're writing. Mm-hmm. So you at least need to get to having a story that's that's complete. It can be doesn't have to be final. It may need editing, but you have to have that first draft done. And so, and that's so a, that, that book is to help people think through what needs to happen in the first draft and really organize themselves so that they are accountable. That's really the biggest the biggest issue besides people getting lost in the story and not knowing where to go is mm-hmm. being accountable. Sit down and write. Until you're done. That's very interesting. <laughs> That's very interesting. And I think for some people, like recognizing whether you are actually, uh, there was a book I gave as a gift one point in time to a friend that was writing. It was writing for self and writing for others. You have to make a determination somewhere. Then it, are you are you self self producing for just mm-hmm. for your own enjoyment of writing? And as a as a exploratory mechanism to and for your own enjoyment, or is it something right. you are trying to write for audience? You know, and what does that writing for audience look like to you? From being a blogger, which is a lot more challenging than what people realize, to producing a book, is. <laughs> which is very challenging to do. You know, I'm so glad I didn't market. know. <laughs> I didn't know. I I, I didn't know what it would be like when I started, and I'm glad. I'm glad. Now, that's kind of ironic that a psychic didn't know how something was going to turn out. <laughs> well, you know, you know, we don't know a lot of times our right. own lives. <laughs> I know. We have the, <laughs> well, the spirit Otherwise. needs it that way because, like you said, we wouldn't do it if we knew. Exactly. We'd say no. <laughs> like, I already know how this one's going to play out, so I'm going to skip that, right. that game. No. So I'm I'm actually right. grateful that that I didn't know. It was a learning it was a learning process. There were tears, there were, you know, times of joy. There were times of just like, you know, WTH. But at the end of the day I said I have to get the story out there. I have to get the entire story out there. And, you know, there's I think I've have it broken out where there's four there's four books and and I've only got one out, and the next one's being edited, and then there's two more, and then there's another novel I wrote that's a standalone novel, which, you know, is just sitting on my computer because it takes so much time to do this that, you know, that's <laughs> that's a whole other and novel. So you're you're writing books, you're yeah. promoting existing books, you are producing uh, uh channel on more than one channel on YouTube because you have your Spirit Speaks channel where you're doing your channeling project we've discussed yeah. and then you have your other channel which is full of uh, inspiring talks about all kinds of st- subjects as well. And that one's so, much more random. That's kind of like as, you know, if I get the <laughs> if I get in the mood to do something on that one, I will. I'll post my poetry one uh poetry on that. So that one I don't have a schedule on. It's kind of organic, and if I'm feeling it, 
I'll put it out there. The Spirit Speaks is, is more organized in a format where we're trying to put something up consistently, regularly. And I think for now well, that's, the, <laughs> that's good. Well, I was going to say one of the cherries on top of the cake, I'm really so excited to, to share with our listening audience this evening that you and I have been discussing a collaboration um, as you may know that I am curating the library, which is very much like a traditional library. It's a place where you go to gain knowledge, to learn things, and to examine anything that you wish to. So as part of the library shows like this, which bring you insight into people's lives and their stories of their real-world experiences, to classes and workshops, and then a topical talk show that is on Thursday evenings where we talk about everything from astral projection and dream symbols to the moon phases, and I think we've got past lives and Akashic Records coming up in the coming weeks. But I'm also so excited because we are going to have a story series, and Burnett has agreed to come on to actually read her book Chosen in serial format over a period of episodes until we reach the end of the exciting plot for this first book. We are going to have her book featured on the channel, and I'm so excited because this just takes me back to the days of everyone sitting around the radio listening to the (laughs) weekly Sunday story so you can see what happens to the hero or heroine. What happens next? (laughs) What happens next? So I'm so excited for you to be reading, not only just to be sharing your written work with us, but for the very personal experience of having an author read their creation to the listeners. That's going to be fun. And so... This is going to be so exciting. I hope it will be the first of many authors and many books that you share with us since you've got another one coming. This will take us right nicely into the preview of the new book. So you all have to stay tuned for that. Uh, We will definitely have an announcement coming out soon because we need to fit in, as you can see, Burnett's busy schedule. That's just not even the tip of the iceberg of the things you're doing. (laughs) So... I did want to let everyone know that this Sunday, if you are in the Atlanta area, the Vibrary Elevation Stations are pop-up events that happen. Um, We've been having them down in East Point, Georgia, which is to the south of downtown near the airport. Uh, about once a month or every other month or so, depending on people's schedules. And this Sunday, we are having an event from 2 to 6 p.m. at the Cupcakery. That's K-U-P-C-A-K-E-R-I-E, down at East Point, across from the Marta Station on Main Street in East Point, Georgia. And there are going to be products and services. The products are high vibration products, metaphysical goods and services from people who are making stuff out of their own creative inspiration and bringing them out to share. And then in the other side of our um, facility, we have several readers who will be providing um, reading and consultation services. And Burnett will be available from 2 to 6 p.m. on Sunday. So you can actually book a 
reading with her in person down in East Point, and I would invite you to step over to my Facebook page at The Vibrarian, and you can see the event listed. Um, you can also just search for Elevation Station if you are on Facebook and be directed to all the information, or just stop by. So, Burnett, you do provide readings and do private coaching for people. If a person calls you for a reading, what mm-hmm. does that kind of service look like with you? Well, it depends. I do a variety of, of readings. So as a clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, I do some where I'm just connecting with spirit for them to answer questions, general guidance, might be related to work, relationships, um, what's going on in their life. I do pet readings, so I'm a pet communicator. I can use mm-hmm. my pendulum. I can use um, psi cards, which are a fun deck that are very intuitive. And I'm also a medium, obviously, and so I can connect with loved ones on the other side, spirit guides or higher self, to give guidance. So if they're looking for a private reading, I typically try to see what is the what's the source. A lot of people come to me because they're looking for, for guidance. So not just is so-and-so going to come back to me, is mm-hmm. Michael the love of my life, <laughs> That kind of thing, but but more, you know, what's going on with me that I'm having this pattern of relationships. Mm-hmm. So let's look at that. This this keeps happening. What area do I need to be looking at in myself? What is what the spirit trying to tell me? Because my goal is really to help people transform their lives in a positive way, so that they can have their heaven now. So when I'm when I'm coaching, I'm utilizing that. So it kind of morphs in the moment if if coaching is what uh, comes forth in the energy between you and the client, then it would be more of that rather than just does those kind of calls turn into then a long-term, longer-term dynamic where people repeatedly then, you know, have regular guidance that includes accountability frameworks? Okay. So I I I don't force anyone to to do that obviously, <laughs> but I right. have I have a standalone. So you may just want a guidance session. You may just want a few questions answered. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, if you're looking to transform your life, if you're looking to make serious changes, if you're looking to actually claim your piece of heaven now then that's coaching, and that's where you would go to StarStepsCoaching.com and see kind of my approach where I utilize my Heaven is Now book. I utilize the game I channeled, the Stepping Stones game, which is an intuitive Mm -hmm. but kind of fun game, board game where you play and you see what issues and what things that help you in your life or may sometimes slow you down in your life, how those come up and play a role. And then from there we go through discussion, the game. There's healing involved if necessary, spiritual guidance. So it's a really integrative approach that utilizes kind of all of my gifts and, and my experience as a coach to to shift. So people have the option of well, going, you know, either way. My ideal well, is for people who are looking to, if you're looking for a change, for coaching. 
I was going to say, it has to be that even though you were busy, that this would seem to my way of viewing your life as a very exciting and palpable time because you've got so many branches of your tree that you just seem to enjoy all of them equally and they kind of flow back and forth very easily between each other. There's not any strong partitions or silos, if you will, and I think that that is a lovely thing for people to know that you can go from being shut down of fear from something Mm-hmm. And then find that much to, despite and in spite of yourself, <laughs> uh, you wind up with a tree 25 years later that burst forth from the ground and you didn't even realize that you were watering and nurturing it. Uh, you don't. You're planting years. seeds constantly. Let me just say, yeah. we are planting seeds in our life constantly. Some of them we know we're planting. Some of, we, some of them we don't know we're planting. Mm-hmm. And and so we need to be aware that we're planting seeds and how we plant them, where we plant them, how further the soil mm-hmm. is, what we're watering them, and how often we're watering them with. All of that matters and will shape what grows and how healthy it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, 25 years ago I had no idea that I would be where I am today. And I... I'm glad that I said no to certain things as a, as a younger person because I probably mm-hmm. would not be who and what I am today. Mm-hmm. But realize, I mean, I hate to say my age, but I'm. <laughs> this happened while I've been building up to it. I didn't publish my first book until last year. July 31st mm-hmm. was when I published my mm-hmm. first novel, I'm sorry. The rest of the oh, wow. short books. So there were short books, my novella, the um, Pendulum's book. But my first full-length novel wasn't until July 31st of last year. So we're getting ready to have a year anniversary celebration. Yes, yeah, so everybody go buy the book. <laughs> and you can read along with me. <laughs> you can and follow along. I'd, oh, that'll be so <laughs> great. I do have a link out there on the Vibrant page for your book, uh, The Heaven Is Now. What's yes. the second part of the title? You can... Heaven is now enough excuses. You are worth nothing. living for. Yes, yes, yes. People have a ton of so they excuses. Can... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> what do we say? We lie to ourselves so easily. But no, I think that, uh, like you said, accountability and, um, you know, between intention and manifestation is a big gap. <laughs> there, there is. And a lot of times it's energy that is needed to fill the gap, you know. <laughs> and, and sometimes it's just knowing where you're you know what you want, but we get busy living, and it's like, okay, well, how do I get there? It's all yeah. there across the street. Well, right. you know, there's a path. There's a crosswalk. you got to find it, <laughs> and then you got to walk across. Or, or tune in, learn how to tune in to your higher guidance, and it can become easier for you once you learn the signs and language of that. To yeah, it winds up taking you shortcuts that you didn't even know was a shortcut, you know. And but. listening and, and slowing down to listen um, is a, is a big thing. 
and being being willing to and I actually posted this on my my blog just today checking your ego because <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. you know we think we're trying to work at something and it's really it's our ego and we need to say okay what's really what is really for me that's from spirit versus right. me for my ego right Right. And I've had to do that. I mean, just just this week, I had to do that. So it's it's real, <laughs> quite real. Right, right. Yeah. And that, I think my, my one of my best friends and I were talking earlier today, and she was like, "That pesky ego." I said, "I know the egoic self asserts itself. You know, that's its job, mm-hmm. though." So. You know, understanding that protective and and framework, <laughs> at least yeah. you recognize it. <laughs> we you have to recognize. Now, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with the ego. It helps us survive, and we're physical beings. You know, having so we're we're spiritual beings. We are having a physical experience, and mm-hmm. we have to feed ourselves, clothe ourselves taking care of ourselves, there's needs that we have physically, and the ego kind of helps us, you know, facilitate that. But sometimes it gets ahead of us. (laughs) It gets ahead, literally and and figuratively. the The spiritual community sometimes has this idea that you're supposed to move out of ego then, and that's an indicator of your spiritual level. But... I just believe that we are meant, we're here having this experience of being human because we're meant to experience the egoic rationale and the things that come with fear of survival. And what, you know, our life as beings is somewhat precarious in terms of biologically. You know, it is like little sea turtles who don't make it out to sea just from crawling on the sand. A lot of life is like that for people, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, it, it is. And I don't see, I mean, I don't, there's different opinions. And whatever works for one person, say go with it. I don't mm-hmm. try to say we aren't supposed to be physical. I mean, we are physical. This Earth planet is a physical planet. We right. are physical. Um, we are spiritual beings in a physical reality, a physical existence. Some people don't call it reality, um, but mm-hmm. we're in a physical mm-hmm. existence. This is what we are experiencing, and we were put here to experience it, experience right. it, fully experience it, enjoy right. being in this shell for this lifetime. <laughs> Right, right. Have, right. Have fun. Live. Right. Live. And don't be too harsh on yourself, you know. Yeah. Of course, we're we're always our yeah. own worst critics, but yes, try not to be try not to be too harsh on yourself, and have fun. That's a darn egoic framework again, right? Yeah. <laughs> have well, fun. Well, we have. We have three callers who are holding to ask questions during the reading portion of the show, and we are down to the last half hour or so. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I will just um, have you introduce. I think we've got first will be Darren and then Tay coming on and then Kathy. So um, I'll bring Darren. Well, and if. Would you first uh, tell the callers the kind of parameters for the readings that you'll be providing this evening? Sure. Okay, so 
I'm offering brief mini readings. Um, ideally, if you have a question, a specific question about something going on in your life, not someone else's life, but your life or your pet, because of the time limitations and we don't know if your guest may have decided to show up, I'm not doing mediumship readings in this session. Pets may show up okay. because they're generally, if they're living, they're, they're, they're around. Um, and then general questions, and we'll try to keep it a few minutes to each person, um, and that way they can have a follow-up to clarify something, and I can connect it. So usually when I do it, ask a question, give me a minute to connect with spirit, and so there might be some silence while I'm checking in and then responding, and I'm a communicator, so it's dialogue. So people who are sitting okay. there silent and deadpan, I really, if you're closed, I won't get anything. If you're open, we should have some flow. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. So our first caller this evening uh, is going to be uh, Darren, and he, Darren yeah. has been holding a long time. Uh, hello, Thanks, Darren. This is Joelle. You're on with uh, Burnett on the Psychic Inside Show. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Hi, Darren. I'm well, thank you. Hi. I didn't get a chance to speak with you, but I just wanted to commend you on your channel. I found your channel, and very few months ago I was wondering, I had always followed Abraham Hicks and a few other people that were channeling, um, I believe Eric Mendenhaus. Mm -hmm. uh, I found his channel maybe two years ago. And I'd always ask myself, why are there not any African-American channelers? And then you appeared, and so I subscribed <laughs> to your channel. And I'm so glad you are channeling this stuff and, and bringing forth the messages that we need to hear from uh, our ancestors or the messages that we don't really get to hear from from the other hear. side of what went. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very you. pleased. Very pleased. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Um, my question is just general. I don't know mm -hmm. whatever comes through as a message. There are a number of things that are revolving around me, but, you know, whatever comes through or whoever wants to come through and, and bring a message, I will be open to that. So give me an area. So because the universe is so broad and big, um, mm -hmm. work um, is like... Let, right now um, I'm more interested in, like, uh, career, like, I really know what I want to do, and I've been looking at um, different types of jobs. But ultimately, I know I want to work for myself and uh, get in the realm of health and consciousness, which I'm combining that with what I'm doing right now. So okay. um, I'm really looking at what's the next stepping stone because I really want to have some more um, uh, money to be able to move to the next step. So I'm really wondering where should I be looking. I guess that's okay. what I'm looking for, yeah. It's interesting. You you said that you you want to work for yourself, but the first thing I saw when you went into the work question was you in an office building with a, a gray suit and a tie-on on the 15th floor. It was in, I think, 15th. It looked like it was the 15th floor. Um, and you were... Meet, you're meeting with meetings with someone, and there's lots of windows around. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to see if I can tune into to the. Okay, you're handing them papers. Are you trying to do? Um, uh, okay, yeah. 
are you are you interested in working with people with corporations and doing health coaching or health um yeah, that's the word. Health coaching or corporate health programs? Yeah, that's really what I'm looking at doing and helping people who are in the workforce you know, change. Okay. And that's my area, health, but also combining it with um with consciousness and these types of principles that you and the um broadcaster are talking about tonight. Okay. So what I'm seeing is you working on the contract for a, a corporation, a, a corporate contract for doing a health program at a corporation. So I would pursue that route. And as you're doing that, it says then you can plug in minor program subsets within the main health program as a health coach that incorporate consciousness. So as part of your overall health initiative, as part of your health program, you may do meditation. You may talk about, you know, the the uh, general population, you know, acceptance of the law of attraction. How do you put that in there without scaring anybody, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, incorporating yeah. those those principles in there along with health coaching? And what does that wellness program really look like? Okay. So I feel like you've been um, even, but I'm saying it's like you scanning listings, but not really pulling the trigger on anything, like holding back and, and not being certain that you actually want to apply the, to these different opportunities because part of you want right. to. So pull the trigger because that's how okay. you're going to get into the doors. Okay. Go ahead and okay. submit your information because you're worthy and the world needs people like you. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. go ahead okay. and 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 ask and pull the trigger. Okay. Oh, and they're saying you need to tweak your resume. There's some um some of your descriptions. So they said check for a couple of spelling errors. I can't see what they are, but there's some spelling. It's not major spelling, but it's like a word, you know how the letters transpose. And uh-huh. um just check for the flow. Just read through it and have someone else read through it that it flows and really makes you stand out and consider organizing it in a way that is unexpected that says health at the same time, if that makes sense. So don't just do a straight line looking resume. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I will will take those tips. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And thank you for subscribing. Uh, no problem. Thank I'll you. be looking at. <laughs> I, I, I download those things and listen to my iPod when I'm out working. So um, I will continue to listen because they're they're very good. So thank you thank so you much for so what you're much, doing. Thank you so much, Darren. I appreciate it. Thank you. And no have problem. a good night. Thank good luck, Darren. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. That was great. That I love when callers allow us to hear in public space. Their personal readings, you know, so I'm very thankful that people like Darren and our other callings are willing to engage, and uh, we don't take that lightly here and honor you for that uh, exchange of being allowed to be part of your experience. So thank you. Our next caller this evening we have, I think it's Tay is holding on the line. Am I correct? Yes. How are you this evening? Hi, Tay. Lovely. Thank you. So um, I have a, I'm doing good. So I have a question in regards to my love life. Uh, I'm going to take a trip to Los Angeles in a few months, mm-hmm. and I just want 
to know if my guides would like for me to set up, for example, a uh, eHarmony page to meet, okay. uh, to meet someone. <laughs> Before going? No, once I get there. Oh, okay. So you're yeah. going to be traveling on vacation or traveling on... It doesn't feel Both, like a vacation. Actually, <laughs> yes. You said it doesn't feel like a vacation? <laughs> it doesn't feel like a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and more than likely, it'll probably be work-related. <laughs> okay, okay. <clears throat> Hold on one moment. So the question is, should you set up some kind of page so that yeah, your presence is page. out there? All right. When I go to California, to Los Angeles. <laughs> So I'm getting is mm, they're saying mm, that's the vote what they're doing is they're going that mm, no not really okay so no no <laughs> no so I can I, it's like I almost see yourself in a higher version <laughs> shaking your oh, head okay. like and and squinting yeah. your lip mm, no <laughs> I'm sorry but but they're saying you can do it now here oh really. Yes. All right. Not in L.A., but here. She's saying, okay. um, she's saying you need to find, oh, she, you need to find your home. And she doesn't mean yes. like a physical home, but you where, you, where your center is before you do this. Oh, okay. Okay. Because All sometimes right. you're not clear on what you really want. And before you put okay. that out there, be clear on what you she, want. She's one hundred percent right. Okay, yeah. so I have yeah. to actually make a little a list. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and be clear on what you don't want. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> be very clear. On what you don't I'm want. definitely clear. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then, you, and then do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does she have any other messages that she would Let's like see. to give to me? <laughs> she says, when you go to L.A., allow yourself to have fun. Don't feel like you have oh. to spend all of your time with the people um, you are working with. I feel all like right. you're going there for a, like a long – it feels like a conference, but it's not a full-fledged conference. So okay. don't feel like you have to spend all your time with them. Have fun. Okay. Yeah. See, the, see the city. Mm-hmm. Do, All right. do your thing. Okay. She says sometimes you don't do. Sometimes you get. Hmm, she says sometimes you feel like you need you owe people your time. And right. <laughs> and um, yes. you owe yourself your time. And so before you, she says even before you do this this eHarmony thing and that other person in your life, that's what you have to find mm-hmm. your home. You have to find be uh, true to yourself. And yeah. honor and respect your time, your energy, so that when you are ready to make yourself available to someone else, it is with that energy of honoring yourself so that mm-hmm. that's what you're attracting, someone who's going to do the same in honoring you. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. She's 100% right, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just focusing on me now like I normally would oh, do. Oh, do you have a I'm dog? Just, do you have a, little, do you have a I, dog? I actually plan on getting one. Oh, Not is yet. It, okay. 
I don't I don't what? know dogs. So this one is it like one of those grayish looking ones, gray grayish black with a uh, shaggy hair. Uh, I hate to say shaggy hair. He, <laughs> he might be. I was thinking about a beige one though, but he might be gray. He <laughs> already fall in love with it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I see. I see you with a male. It's like a male dog. Um uh-huh. And he's. I don't know the name of this dog, but he, he looks like he's. Got the shaggy kind of hair. Um, oh, he's a cutie. Oh, okay. So what she's saying is a dog is coming into your life. Okay. And 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 go ahead and and it's okay to to get to get the dog. You don't need to wait for someone else. You don't need to wait for anyone else to be in your life before you have a dog. Oh. <laughs> Does that make sense? Okay. It makes one sense. <laughs> Yes, it does. Okay. (laughs) Do you see a certain month that I might get the dog? Let me ask. She says, well, you might want to wait till after your L.A. trip. Okay, after, and then get the dog. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, all right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I will do. Okay, that sounds just about right. Okay, yes. I'm asking right. her if there's anything else. Oh, you just changed your hair. She says she likes it. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to be, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. See, it's already done in I, spirit. Okay. It, 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 it's done. In, you know, I've been looking at pictures online a few days ago. I'm getting something nice. I've been wearing braids for like the last past two or three months, and I need a new do because I'm going to be job interviewing, so I need okay. to go totally different, yes. Oh, she, ah. <laughs> wow. So she, she, yeah, she likes it. She likes it. So go for it. Okay. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> well, Tay, okay, thank you so much thank for you, calling me. <laughs> Alrighty, thanks a lot. It was a pleasure talking to you. Okay, I'll talk to you soon again. All right, bye, Tay. Bye. Thank you, Tay. I just tell you, I'm just wanting to giggle because she just had such a positive energy. Thank you, Tay, for calling. You just seem so effortless. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sharing your energy with us this evening. You just sound like such a kind and pleasant lady. So best of luck to you in your adventures. Uh, yes. If you do get a dog, you have to call back to the show or head over to Burnett or my Facebook and let us know. Send us a picture of your new puppy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we have also now uh, Kathy on the line who has a question. Hello, Kathy. How are you? Hello, lovely ladies. I'm good. How are hello, you? Kathy. Hello, Hi. hello. Hello, I just wanted to thank you um, for sharing your your journey and for um, shining a light on the spiritual aspect of creating because I think you. that's often overlooked and I just wanted to really um, say thank you, well, you, thank know, you for putting that out there. Yeah, thank you. Yes, Are I you do. a creator? Are you? Do you? What do you do? I I believe so. I believe so. I'm I'm making my way there. You know. Okay. Baby steps. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, that's how yeah. we start. That's. <laughs> we'll take that. Yeah. We'll take that. So so did you did you um did 
Did you have a question for me this evening? Yes, 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 please. I like the way you phrased it, too, about um, putting something into being, like, you know, this idea that you have and putting it into being. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if you see the person, Eric or David, helping me do that, my next idea of, you know, taking it from the ether and put it into this physical world. If um, one or both... Wonderful. So let's see. Hold on one moment. Sure. Okay, so I'm getting David, but I'm also getting that you have more than one idea. Yes, yes, Um, I do. And that, that, so Dave, for the idea that you specifically asked me about, that one in mind, I got David. For so the, the one other. that begins with the letter I, David or C? I'm sorry, I just wasn't <laughs> expecting you to know. That. So, so let's Not that see. I didn't expect you to know, but I'm, like, I'm surprised that you saw the bulk. Okay, hold on one second. That is the one. Thank you, I'm sorry. So David is I. David is I, okay. Yeah. Um, but I feel like either Eric or David can help you with the other one. However, if you, ah. yeah. So if you do I first, then that's David. Mm-hmm. But David's time is then tied up. I'm sorry, I didn't catch. So the if last you do time. I first, David, mm-hmm. his time is tied up. Okay. So doing C, if you were trying to do them at the same time, would require you to use the other person. Ah. So you can do either. Either of them can help you with C. But okay. Maybe, yeah. So it just depends but which I one you want to start with. It. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just say yeah. whatever you do with him, um, just be careful. Get it all. Get it all in writing. Um, up front and ahead of time. I feel like that's not something you're usually comfortable doing. You want to. You don't want to seem pushy, but it's okay. Get it in writing. Just say, I don't know, say someone <laughs> suggested it. I don't know. But get it get it in writing and don't go back and forth about it. Just say, hey, before we start, can we just, you know, set this all down so that I know what to expect and there's no confusion in the end because you really don't want any. And I think that mm-hmm. that's going to be important with that project so that there's okay. no confusion in the end. Yes, yes, you're right. When it comes to contracts, I'm like you said, I don't want to be pushy, and I don't know, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not the legal eagle, you know, yet. Um, yeah. You know, is 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 it all right? May I ask? Do you think I could do both at once? I feel like with help, you can. Wow. That's why it's like if David is doing I, then you uh-huh. would need Eric to do C. That would be phenomenal. But you can't. I oh, mean, you, you would you would have to do both of you would have to have both of them engaged. On, right. So one right. on one on one project, one on the other. And I feel like you have a friend who's also willing to help, a female friend, who said to you, you know, let me know if you need any if you need any help, and you're not quite sure how to use her. Um, hmm. So. I'm not sure who that could be. Yeah. Or perhaps she hasn't said it yet. So watch out for that. Those 
for that person to step up. Okay, that would be nice to female energy in the midst yeah, of female friend who yeah. who comes up and says, "Let me know if you need any help." So just start thinking ahead of time what uh-huh. you would say you need help on, because a lot of times people ask us if we need any help, and we're not, we don't know <laughs> we don't know what specifically they can do, so we wind up not giving them anything. Right, right. Yeah. So just think ahead of time. If you had a small project that someone else could take on or help you with, what would that be? So that when that person shows up, you're ready. Wow. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? Oh, that's amazing. Um, on, on I, just uh-huh. a word of caution that it could take more financial commitment than you plan for if it's not managed properly, if that makes sense. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Keep that in mind. And I think that's part of why Spirit is saying have this contract in writing Mm -hmm. of the expectations. Should um, David direct the whole thing? Like, is it a kind of thing where I should tell him here, you know, I kind of, you know, made the baby, now you. That's what I'm getting. I'm getting like you are, I almost see you like standing in the middle of these two men and you're like, okay, now you do, you take care of this and then you're directing Eric, you take care of this and then they report back to you and then you give the okay and you have that kind of higher oversight but you're not managing day-to-day tasks on, on either of these for some reason. I don't know what they are but you're not managing the details but you're, overseeing you are um they have to get the okay from you but that you're not in the trenches wow wow you you just um illuminated so much just the fact too that you know i could do both with some help that's just wow oh i think you're amazing oh you're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that you just saw, like, I was calling him out just the one with the eye, and you're like, oh, you have more than one. <laughs> <It's> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting. You, you're calling about I, but mm-hmm. C feels like a stronger project. I'll just say that. Yes. Yes. Oh, my yeah. goodness. It feels like a stronger project. Yeah. So I would, wow. Look, yeah. <laughs> well, Kathy, I thank you for calling. We do have one more caller to get on before the uh, the show ends. We've got about five minutes left. Kathy, thank you so much for calling thank in. You, thank you, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you. Many blessings. Thank you, you too. And good luck. Thank you. Thank you. You as well. Yes. Okay. Yes. Keep creating. Thank, thank you. you. You as well. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we have two other callers. I two, think okay. Oh, uh, let's see here. Um, did did I might Marie ever come just, back? No, she did not. She dropped at some point before I started taking the call, so I'm sorry that we missed her. You know what? Evening. If she listens to this radio show, I just want to tell her the answer is yes to her question. Oh, yay. <laughs> so if she yay. does listen... <laughs> I will make sure we put a note on the show on the uh, 
description and on Facebook to let Marie know that her question was answered. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. I'm excited. Yay, go to Italy. So yeah. our last caller this evening that I think we'll be able to get on, we will be able to hold the show over just a little bit. We've got about five minutes left, and then we'll do the wrap-up kind of off the okay. air. And callers, it may drop you at the five-minute mark if you're listening online. So caller 707, I don't know your name yet. Who am I speaking with? Hi. Uh, yes, this is Valerie. Valerie? Hi, Mallory. Yes. <laughs> Hi. 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 Let me just make sure. Am I, I hearing Mallory or Valerie? Valerie. With okay, a with a V. Okay. All right. Yes. Great. I how are you today? I'm good. How are you? How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you. Good. I'd how like can to I? see what's being around work for me. Do you see me around working work? in a job that I would like? Okay. That's so I like that. <laughs> and a job that you would like. Okay. Well, Hold on one second. Yeah. I'm sorry, you said something else. Yeah, it would be in my field that I'm in, but I would like okay. to know if I would like it and if it's close by. Okay. Thank you. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like it's three to four months out at least. Like there's there's a lot of competition in your field. I don't know what you're doing, but there's a, a lot of competition. So where it says you know what you want to do, really yes. visualize. They're saying do, do some visualization activities, exercises, okay. to hone in on how you want to feel. So when you say a job that you like close by, how do you feel going to work? How do you feel in that environment? How do you feel waking up in the morning? How do you feel after a day of work? Um, Really think about, and I shouldn't use the word think about, feel about (laughs) how how you feel in that role. That's going to that's going to shift the timeline of attracting it, having that, um, really having how that feels integrated into you. It's okay. that attraction working. Because I feel like if if it's just left up to chance, so, so to speak, it could be months out. I mean, like at least three to four months, but possibly longer because okay. because your energy won't stand out from the crowd without really focusing kind of your intention. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Sorry I don't have a, a better answer for you, but it's... No, I like the true answer. That's good. Yes. <laughs> well, are you seeing anything else coming up for me then? If work is kind of out there. Anything related to work? No, anything else. Oh, oh okay. That. Let's see. Hmm. I'm seeing a gentleman around you. Um, oh, now you're talking. <laughs> so now I'm talking. <laughs> and he's, okay. So my first image of him is a brown-skinned guy with salt and pepper, but more more pepper than salt hair. Um, okay. Kind of, kind of, I've been kind of tall, probably five, ten to six feet tall. 
and um, a professional-looking gentleman. And I say gentleman because he comes across as a gentleman, you know. Good. Not just a guy. Mm-hmm. And he likes baseball. I'm asking, how how do you how where, where does this person fall into your life, or when, or how? Are you going? So I know you're you're in a job, and you may not like it, but um, are you going to a I feel like a business meeting dinner soon not in the next that I in the next of. two months? Not that you know two months from now, but let's say if you get invited to go to a business dinner meeting in the next two months, go. Okay. Well, yeah. right now I'm not working, so. Oh, so that means that something something's going to well, something's going to be coming up. So if you have a business dinner related meeting, it may not be a job, but it's a business dinner related meeting. Do you network? Okay. Do you go to network events? I haven't been no, but mm. sometimes I do get invitations for um, things related in my field. Okay. Still have a dinner or whatnot. Yes. Yeah. So say yes, go okay. network, and that is also going to help you with your once you start setting your intention clearly about how you want to feel at your next place of employment, that will emanate from you when you're meeting people in your field right i I agree with that, yeah, so, so set that intention and say yes, mhm, okay, is this a relationship, gentlemen? So I'm going to ask that question because I feel like you're meeting them at this. So now I'm like, is this what? What is this? Is this romance or professional? <laughs> they said that has yet to be determined. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that has yet to be determined. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. So let's take romance. it as professional at first. Let's just take it as professional for now. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> yeah. Certainly. <laughs> Well, great. Yes. Thank you so very much. I'm glad to look forward to that. Okay, good. And best of luck. Feel your next Thank job, you. your next move. Yes. Thank you, Thank Valerie. You so You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you so much for allowing the reading this evening. And, Burnett, I just thank you for being here to share about your story and all of the many things that you have going on, which are so exciting to me. I hope you can hear the smile in my voice. (laughs) I do. Um, (laughs) We have gone over our two hours, so this will be part of the broadcast, and you will be able to catch tonight's episode on YouTube, on the Viber YouTube channel. You can just search for it because I don't have a custom URL yet. But if you subscribe to the library on YouTube, I'll be able to claim my name. And I'm sure that (laughs) Burnett would love to have some subscribers on her Spirit Speaks channel. So please check both of us out. Also give a click over to BurnettSherman.com, B-E-R-N-E-T-T-E-S-H-E-R-M-A-N.com. And look us both up on Facebook, and if you are in Atlanta Sunday, come on out to the Elevation Station 
I will keep you posted when we have the uh, show coming forward with Burnett reading from her book, Chosen. And definitely give a click over to her Amazon page and uh, take a read of her books. I plan to dig into the one that I have downloaded in the coming days. It's a gift to myself to be able to sit down and give myself permission to do a little reading, you know, <laughs> to unplug and plug in my imagination. So, Burnett, I thank you so much this evening. Do you have any Thank last you. advice or knowledge for our listening audience this evening? You know, one, I just want to say thank you for letting me be on the show and letting me be a guest and share with your listeners and the audience. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun. And really just life is happening right now. It is happening right in this moment. And I want people to just live it. Take it, live it, feel it, experience it, and enjoy it. We, we get we get this one lifetime experience. This is the only lifetime where you are living in this lifetime, in this moment. The next one will be different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I just thank you, and I definitely thank you for the stories that you are allowing to come forward on your Spirit Speaks channel Um, You know, for those who didn't necessarily have control over how their life path went, those that were not Mm -hmm. in power over their situation, to be able to have a voice in the current time that, you know, we all can connect with. This is one of the purposes of this show is to let people see that there is somebody else like you who has had a similar experience and you are not alone. And so to hear stories like your Spirit Speaks channel, it lets us know that there are those who have had terrible paths that still were able to find peace and resolution at some point. And I think we can all take a lesson from those stories that are coming forward through you and and other people like you and through channels and audiences like this. So. I just thank you you. tonight, Burnett, and this has been the Psychic Inside Show. I'm your host, Joelle, the Vibrarian. Tune in Thursday night, same phone number, same blog talk radio channel. Um, I haven't picked the topic yet for this Thursday. We've been dwelling in the dreamscape with the astral realm, lucid dreams, dream symbols and interpretation. So I imagine that we'll be talking about something in the fourth dimension sphere this Thursday. So you can tune in and join the free-for-all at that time. And I wish you all of the blessings that you can possibly receive for you and your loved ones and your family this week. And I hope that you manifest the truest desires and intentions of your heart. Namaste. Namaste.